Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching the news crew. Um, well, I say news, it's the off-season, so news is relative at this point. Um, I am your host, fresh back for paternity leave. I'm Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlan. Uh, tonight, as I say, we're going to be talking about all the latest news, OTAs, and as always, we will have our statistic of the week. Now, remember, everybody that's uh, tuning in, give us a like, a subscribe, follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and all of the rest. Now, this week, uh, it's a crew of two, uh, and I am joined by uh, one and only resident big chief. Um, now he's a, a fully patched-in member of the Hamilton Hills Angels Motorcycle Club as well. Uh, so, studs, welcome, mate. How are you doing? Ah, not bad, not bad. Um, obviously, testing out the new bike um, today, and um, the front brake decided to come off of the wheel, <laughs> which made it very interesting driving down London Road um, with no front brakes. <laughs> Only the losers break. You just skid uh, into all your stops. <laughs> Easy rider style. So, as you can tell, I survived, so we're all good. It's all so well, that's, that's, that's all good. I've I've threatened for years that, that I want to get a motorcycle and for years my wife has uh, reminded me with exceptional clarity exactly what will happen to me if I get one. I will not be one of these motorcycle accident casualty statistics because she will make a casualty of me before I ever set, set my house on a bike. <laughs> no, you, can, you, can, you can count my jealous, you can count my envy uh, of you and your, your, your steed. Yes, it's, uh, it's just it's, uh, a, a low power one just now until I actually get my, my test done and stuff and get some experience. So it's. Uh, All right, right. What's the bike of your dreams? What are we going for here? You know, you're gonna pass your test, you're gonna get all your tickets, it's all gonna be fine. And you're then gonna have a lottery win, and you're gonna be able to buy whichever bike your heart desires. What's it gonna be? See for me, and it's there's uh, I suppose I um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it just there's a certain type of bike. My grandpa was never ever a biker, but I remember he had this type of car, and it's a triumph. And it just always reminds me of my grandpa. Triumph. When I when I see those bikes, it just reminds me of my grandpa. Fair, fair enough, mate. I was I was probably go for something like that. I was I was thinking of seeing you in like a big like a massive big chopper with the handlebars <laughs> up in your head and the wee tassels. The big the big Harley. <laughs> Ah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, that's you. That's you cruising your way, to, <laughs> cruising your way to Arrowhead. Uh, Aye, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. So a long way off the road. Right. Aye, well, yeah, that's true. New adventures, mate. New adventures. Right. That's okay. Uh, as as always, ladies and gents, we have got a kickoff question to get us going and to ease us into to proceedings. Now. Uh, I've kind of went for a double header tonight since there's only two of us and I've got, I've got less people to work this question around. Now, this week, I don't know if you've seen it, Studs, there's been footage in there of Harry Kane having a bash uh, at field goals. It actually looked quite handy, to be fair. Um, so, 
thinking of that, thinking of Harry Kane battering some field goals, I've got I've got a two-part question for you. You can have a bash then, I'll have you bash. Part one, which non-NFL player, past or present, do you think could succeed in the NFL? So who do you think could be anybody for any sport, uh, could be a, a past great, a current player, who you think would have been able to cut it in the league? And then the second half, which current NFL player do you think would be a success in another sport? It's got to be a current player, and, and none, of, none of this picking like rugby. That's <laughs> just crap. So that one, I want points for interesting. So what do you think? Go, go, go part, party. Who, who do you reckon, past or present, non-NFL player that would have made it in the league? Who do you go for? I'm going to go, believe it, wait, this actually literally just came into my head. Can you imagine Yoko Zuna as you're blocking the <laughs> offensive line? You wouldn't need anybody else. Oh. It's from the sport entertainment world, so it fits in nicely. <laughs> oh, Yoko Zuna. Just, just, just what, a what? Where, oh, we've, we've lost studs. He'll, he'll doubtless rejoin us, but hey, where's one for, the, one for everybody to think about? Yoko Zuna stood there as a centre or, or as on the other side of on, on a D line, just trying to charge his way through to get to a quarterback. It'd be absolutely insane. But like, yeah, I'm thinking like E Hot well, E Honda and Street Fighters was based on Yoko Zuna. That's what I'm thinking. He's just gonna charge his way through. Uh so I, that's, that's a good one. That's, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm making comparisons here with, with Yokozuna and E Honda just getting at the thousand slap <laughs> to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting him on the other side of the ball. I'm putting him in the D line, and he's getting to he's getting to quarterbacks with all his slap. Right, you want the other half? Which current current NFL player would you have in another sport, and and who and why? Oh. I was listening to, I listened to the Kelsey Brothers podcast and they have right. a running it's argument about it's it is excellent and it's pretty funny. It's, it's um, the second best NFL podcast I know of. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. But um they they've got a kind of running thing where they talk about whether but NBA basketball players and ah. they could fit across and mm-hmm. could there is there any NFL players could get into could play NBA. Um, so they have a, they have that kind of running argument. So that's probably an obvious one. There's kind of somebody like I don't know Devontae Adams. Could he do a job in the NBA? Or I've seen Tyreek Hill showed off his basketball skills and that kind of stuff. Um, so that probably be an obvious one. Uh, Try to think of probably a like a less obvious one again. Um, I'll, I'll hear, but I think you go for it. You go for it. I'll go through. I'll go through my two answers to this, right? So, not non-NFL player. My non-NFL player succeeding in the league's a bit boring. I'll be honest. It's like it's, it's a bit predictable. Bolt. Imagine you saying Bolt is a wide receiver. You're that fast. It doesn't even really matter if you can catch that well. You're going to have about fifteen yards of separation for anybody. So I'd I'd, I'd have you saying Bolt, my wide receiver. I think he'd be brilliant. And my right, my, my current NFL players to succeed right. in, in another sport. Like my second. My, my second, my second. Studs has gone, Mister Roboto. Uh, we'd go, we'd go, the, we'd go the obvious answer. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have the cheetah and the hundred meters. But he, he, reckon, he reckons he'd be up there with, with Bolt. To be fair, 
uh, if previous interviews are empty, we believe. But I can't, I can't go through. This isn't going to be the only time I mention this, but can't go through a full show without mentioning him. I can see Baker being really good at darts. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, dangerous to me. Step up to the Austin. <laughs> Can't be great. I was wondering where the dangerous was coming in. To be fair, I'm glad. Do we go dangerous sure, Baker Mayfield or sure, Baker dangerous Mayfield? as well. Sure, there's some transfer between quarterback and dark player. Oh, I'm well aware there's a good few NFL players that we could probably pass off as a darts player. I, I, yeah, to be fair, like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm even thinking like linemen that just and then thinking proper 80s darts player that were you know, 90% lagger. <laughs> I think a couple of linemen would fit that fit that role particularly well. Oh, ah, right. Definitely. We will, we will move in move into the big news stories of the week. Um, now, it's, it is the season, so the news is getting uh, thin in the ground. Um, big story of the of the last week. Although this, does they feel that like this has only just happened this week? Feels like we've been waiting for this story for since before the draft. But D Hop is off. D Hop is moving hoofs. He is done. He is gone. Uh, he, he, want, he, he wants to go and succeed. Has always been the chat with him. He's, he's uh, made his bag already. He's not exactly a, a poor guy. So he wants to go and succeed. Uh, so the big question, in particular, given that I'm about to rain on your parade, uh, particularly given that we've seen some new cap numbers have been released as of Friday that I've got in front of me. Where do you see D-Hop landing? Where is this? Do you know what? I'll give it in two, two parts again. Heart and head. Where do you want them to go? Where would you like to see it? And then where do you actually see it happening? Do you, I think the, the Bills and Chiefs are the logical once, let's be brutally honest, right? The Bills, if they can keep Diggs happy and then have Devo. I'm, I'm just scrolling have, down that face list now, mate. Aye, and both the Bills and the Chiefs are at the very bottom of that. Um, but as we all know, the cap, um, the cap's a myth anyway, so there's always ways around about it. <laughs> so someday will have magically have a signing bonus and then suddenly there's 20 million in cap available. Um, <laughs> right, so when right, so we see this, the I don't actually have what the cap is this year in front of um, but in terms of space available, top of the tree, no space going to Bales. Um, God knows what the Bales are doing with this money. Also, they're doing the Scrooge McDuck and just filling a bloody swimming pool. <laughs> uh, they're sat on 32.5 million in cap space, and you spin it all the way down, all the way down. 32 or 32 isn't actually the Chiefs or the Bills, it's the Bucks, who've only got 400 grand. Um, but at 31, you've got the Chiefs who are currently sat on uh, 652 grand, and then you've got the Bills, one above them, at 1.4 million. So, I, as you see, that is a myth. Let's not get ourselves in. But, yeah, would they be willing? <clears throat> well, particularly the Bills, let's deal with them first. They've got Diggs. If Diggs, is, if Diggs stays happy, are they particularly motivated to faff about? With other contracts to try and add another of the same. But I, oh, I get aye, the, the, the key thing is obviously keeping Diggs happy. So, and how are you going to do that? He came to Buffalo to win things. He, he 
left Minnesota, and I think he's been quite open about the fact that he wants to win. Um, been close to the FC Championship game a couple of times, but um, I think adding another Wetman, it could be the way, like the Rams did, where they had they brought in Odell Beckham to join Cup. They sold their soul for a Super Bowl, if you like. Um, but the Bills may need to do that, having never won one. Yeah, but, but, but you bring in, yeah, like this isn't, like, I, I get what you mean. Like that is the way to keep Diggs happy is put a ring in his finger. Um, but at the end of the day, when they brought, when, when OBJ was brought into the, there was still no question about who wide receiver one was. There, you know, that was yeah. <clears throat> Cups house. You bring in D Hop to the Bills, is Diggs undisputed wide receiver one? And I know that he's necessarily, and let's be honest, in terms of like age packet, who's going to be paid more? Because we would imagine they would do something interesting to, to, to make the numbers work to whatever they need to, to land D Hop. And he well, would be one. D will be parity, at least. I, I think with D Hop, you're going to see a whole load of incentive laden um, yeah. bits on his contract. <clears throat> so I think that's how they're going to kind of layer that for him. But you're in an age now where you look at, I mean, look at Stu's Bengals, you look at Philadelphia, you look at these these are the guys that, that they don't have a one, a specific wide receiver one. They have a one wow. A and a one B. You are not sitting here saying the Bengals don't have a clear wide receiver one. I, I'll be honest, I think the Bengals look at it as they've got, Higgins, they've got Chase as 1A and Higgins as 1B. Chase they don't see it as a wide receiver 1 or 2. Chase is 1. Chase is 1. They have I'm a Fred, they have a wide receiver 2 who on, I don't know, what, 25 other teams probably would be wide receiver 1. Be a wide receiver 1, exactly. He's got the talent level to be there, but he's on a team where it's not like he is just a wee teeny bit worse than Chase. There's a significant difference between them. And that is not a thing. That is just praise for Chase. Just praise. But then, uh, see if you look at it, right? Chase Chase has been injured during seasons and Higgins has stepped up to be that one. I definitely think they think of it as a 1A1B. Smith and Brown at the Philadelphia Eagles... I don't think you can dispute that one. I think they're a definite 1A1B. Smith and Brown is a very, very clear 1A1B. Um, you look at the bu- know who he is. Aye. You look at the box as well. Evans and Godwin, two yeah. clear wide receiver ones. Um, <laughs> if, again, on any other team, one <laughs> they are. Problem, 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 I had a really interesting point on a, uh, it was an older episode of uh, the Athletics football podcast. Uh, oh, and I can't remember their name. They had an anathon, a female anathon, and uh, her point, they were evaluating the rosters, you know, post-draft or the rest of it, saying that she refuses, utterly refuses to critique Kansas City skill position players because at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter who they are. When they get Patrick Mahomes and a functional holding, uh, you could put anybody in at wide receiver. But it is the thing that, that Kansas don't have. They don't have a wide receiver one. You know, they've got people who, for the sake of a depth chart, sit at the top of it. Yeah. But they don't have that. Well, they had Juju. They've, they've, right. Apart, so, they've, 
they do have a wide receiver one in Travis Kelsey. Let's be brutally honest, right? But, yeah, I, I think uh, that's insulting <laughs> to Travis Kelsey, if I'm honest. Nah. I think his games get so, like, because he has a tight end, he does so much more than he, he, he really does, as I say. I'm obviously being facetious with it, but he, Travis Kelsey is pretty much Mahomes' first read at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony has the talent, I think, to be a wide well, receiver yeah, one. But well, I don't know, does he have functional hamstrings? That's probably where we need to <laughs> ask the question. Functional ones for a full 17 games. Yes. So that's kinda I I, I don't think we've seen his temperament kind of come out in Kansas, to be honest. And so could that could that be the New York market as his issue? Is he a sing when you're winning player? Is he a luxury player that when the team's winning, which Casey has that glorious, glorious habit of doing frequently, he's fine. All of those in the garden because he's just clocking up W's and he's going to be in the playoffs, he's going to be in Super Bowl conversations just by the virtue of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Oh, I don't, I'm going to chuck it, I'm going to chuck in Mash out. The Browns are being heavily linked with D Hop as well. Um, yeah. there, okay. there is the Watson connection, huge amounts has been out in the news about how Watson and D-Hop have just been talking because they are friends. They have yeah. very legitimate friends for their time in, uh, in Houston together. We have some cap space. Not loads. We've got th- 13.8 million. So more than enough to, to put something together, particularly if we said, look, we're going to do a, a one-year prove-it kind of deal. The Browns yeah. are very much in a spot where we've got two seasons, tops. And if we don't go on a reasonable playoff, run, the, the whole thing's going to be blown up. Um, will the front office go for him? Don't know. Manny Cooper's sitting there on twenty something a year, and to be fair, it expires next year. All the chat is yeah, Cooperless um, next year, and the hope is is that Elijah can step up. But do we go for it? Do we just sell the tiny, tiny fragment of soul we have remaining? If at all, if, if we have a fragment <laughs> to try and go in a deep playoff run, be interesting. Uh, I, I like the fact that you say, Do you sell your soul? Let's say, uh, the, uh, tiny fragment, tiny <laughs> that's, no, a, that's that, a reach. Nah, the one that the one that I like the look of, but they're actually, well, I don't know if I believe them because I don't believe any GM in a press conference ever. Um, but the one team that, that have ruled themselves out, I thought would have been a very interesting one, would have been Dallas. Cowboys because they're wrong. They've got Gallup that they were used to having Lamb and Cooper, who mm-hmm. in terms of not as big a distance as it is at the Bengals, 1A1B was a was a good 1A1B. Yeah. You know, Lamb is a better wide receiver than Cooper, but there's not there's not a massive chasm. Um Lamb and D Hop, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a huge upgrade for Gallup. You know what I mean? The one that I'm kind of hearing as well, obviously, is Patriots. Again, you've seen the whole videos of Bill Belichick. <laughs> watch his career die. Yes. <laughs> but we've seen the videos of Bill Belichick absolutely gushing over him in the sidelines. And, oh, I love you too, coach, and all this kind of jazz. So, um, I think the Patriots are one. a fantasy football fan. How hard would that tank his value oh. no one wants any New England wide receiver from a from a fantasy football perspective Edelman you know incredible football was was achieved with Edelman 
But he was always so underwhelming. I really love the lads up like if you not that one fantasy season. Was terrible. He had, he had, he, I'm sure he did have one where he was frightening. Um, but it was good. All of that, it was so, just... Oh. Another, another thing I've actually heard was there was, I can't, again, I'm struggling to remember the analyst, but I was listening to a podcast and um, people are apparently saying that D-Hop might have lost a state, which is why there's mm-hmm. maybe not so right, much interest. Well, that is it, because we do need to remember that this this isn't shock news. You know what I mean? This was, the chat was they were actively trying to ship him off for extra yeah. draft capital. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a big surprise. Um, they're, you know, they're in full blow up and try again mode. Um, yeah. you know, the, 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 the toys are out of that particular plan. Um, and yeah, no one bit, or at least no one bit it. Well, no, no one bit because at the end of the day, they're not even just letting them go, they're swallowing a 20, 22 million cap hit. 22, yeah, 22 million cap hit in a year, and they're just saying, Do you know what, stuff it, we'll take it. Just one, probably, so we can tank harder. Yeah, let's not kid on. Um, you've got D Hop in the field, you know, as much as coaches and GMs and all the rest of it might look at it and say we're tanking this year. I genuinely don't think players tank. I, you know, I think players go out and they try and win. Um, yeah. And when you've got somebody like D Hop in your team, you know, we've all seen the, you know, fuck it, D Hop's down there somewhere, throws that he just manages to turn into touchdowns. Yeah. I, yeah, so my, maybe he has, maybe he's lost a step. He is 31, turning 31. I think he's turning 31. Um, yeah, so you know, for says 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 us two fountains of youth. Um <laughs> I mean, see just just to bring something back, I actually see a comment that Keith's put on um for non NFL players at an NFL team. Right, go for put, it. <laughs> I've Ivan Tony at the Lions wide receiver. <laughs> Which I thought was absolutely class, <laughs> especially given the Chargers' schedule release about the betting issues. We're, 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 we're talking Hollywood later in the pod, so don't worry. We'll bring uh, we'll bring the longest yard into it then. Uh, I like that. Um, right, okay. Um, so yeah, you hope will land somewhere, and it'll be interesting. And we'll wait and see. Somebody's going to pay for him. Uh, yeah. I think wisdom, common wisdom, seems to be that it's going to, as you said earlier, it'll be something that's incentive driven, and I think that's the if. There are concerns, particularly he's lost a step. I think every team will be looking to do that just to protect themselves a little bit. Um, right, the, the other bit of NFL news at the moment it is OTA time, optional training activities or whatever it stands for. Um, it's, yeah, <laughs> OTA. <laughs> what is it good for? Um, yeah, do you know what? I'm bringing this up just because it is the question of what is it good for? And I found it a bit interesting. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, a clip. Now, normally when you see clips that come out of OTAs, it's, you know, look at, insert, you know, Stroud throwing this 70-yard bomb that, you know, lands on a lands on a 2P piece. You're like, oh, my God, he's the next coming. No, no. Uh, there was one of Baker and Trask going rep after rep after rep, and I'm more accurate than both of them. Uh, <laughs> and it's with no pressure. Uh, <laughs> receivers running the world's most straightforward, like just cut routes. Right. <laughs> I, I think you're. I think you're setting yourself up for a challenge here that we'll need to video. <laughs> the oh, fact that you're saying you're more accurate, so we need to get the, the crew it's together. Right. We, we'll be your wide receivers, you'll be the quarterback. Well, that's right, man. I can blame it on the wide receiving cell. 
Um, and it's so, so, so I'll tell you what, my question with this, you know, I mean, what, what do, where do you see the value of OTAs? You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, I'll give you my point of view and you can, you can tell me where you land on it. Rookies and newbies only. You know I mean? There's a reason with the Browns that Watson's involved, but Watson's involved because obviously he missed out so much last year. Um, all the big pieces, you know, Chubb, Cooper, etc., are at best watching from the sidelines because they don't want to take a risk of something niggly happening in an optional activity. Um, you know, when you've got a Richardson, a Stroud, uh, you know, a Wills, all of these guys, yep, totally, uh, not Wills, uh, Levi. Will Levis. Uh, hi, Will Levis, thank you. Um, yep, get it, get these guys in. A little bit of chemistry with some of the other people, totally buy into that. <laughs> that aside, is the only reason you're talking about this because I need something to fill a news segment? <laughs> is there any value to OTAs? I, th- I think it's basically just so you can fill a news segment. Let's be brutally honest. But <laughs> we're, we're at that stage of the season where it's just we're, we're waiting patiently for NFL. We're less than 100 days to the season opener in Woo! Kansas, and we see that flag getting raised. And, um, so, but <laughs> we're almost there, but we need something to fill the time. Let's be honest, OTAs add to there's part of me not so much having the veterans in there working. I think having the veterans on the sideline, I absolutely mm. have them in the building. It lets them get used to the rookies and newbies' personalities, it lets these guys share knowledge into what the fra- what this franchise they've joined is about and I think that's an important factor in there um, to start mentoring particularly the rookies um, obviously if you're getting newbies in there could be veterans of the game already they've been in the game a couple of years so they should know what it's about whereas rookies jump from college into the NFL I think having these guys in there like a Jason Kelsey and mentoring my new centre like he has in the past things like that I think get them in let them mentor the guys in how you do things in Cleveland, how you do things in Dallas. How, so, aye, definitely get them into mentor them. Mini, mini camp. Mini, mini, mini camp. Die, mini, mini, mini camp. Uh, well, on, on the notion of, to be fair, of OTAs, the Pats got docked. Uh, <laughs> the Pats get two taken off them by the league because they had. Uh, did, you, did you hear about this? I, uh, so, I actually haven't. I'm just reading. Oh, I don't know if I'm amazed at how low ball it's or how kind of small it seems, or I'm impressed by how powerful the, the players' union is. Um, so they, they were docked two of them based on breaches of the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. And what they had done was they had posters up in the facility that were basically advertising some voluntary activities. And somebody has seen it. And basically said that the, the I don't know if it's the wording of the posters, the way they look, whatever it was, something about them that made it look like they weren't voluntary. So they basically get taken in. But the, the Pats, um, to be fair to the Pats, they apparently dogged themselves in. Like somebody noticed it, and then they put themselves in front of the league and said, "Look, we've done something that was naughty." And um, yeah, so apparently under collective bargaining, they weren't allowed to insinuate that they have um, these, what they felt looked like mandatory training sessions, even though they were voluntary. So, um, uh, so yeah, they got docked to them. 
I'm just so disappointed that they dogged themselves in. I was hoping it was like one of the rookies. Like, ah, I'm a fuck doing this. <laughs> Look at what they're trying to make me do. No, wait, no, we know exactly what that is. Bill has booked two weeks in Cancun, fucked the dates up, and then went shit. How do I, how do I, how do I fix this? How do I get the two days back? He's phoned the league, said shit, boys. I put posters up. So he or he phones his intern and says, Go and put these posters up and say, Yeah, I know what's up. Get that printed out and get it put around the building. Absolutely. Someday we'll get one day at somehow. Right. Well, sticking with the pats as we move into to other news. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm scraping the barrel with some of this, so bear with me. Um, Mac Jones is excited to be working with a new OC. We're shocked to hear this. Mac Jones, who they don't, they, you know, had a good rookie year. You know, let's give Mike Jones his credit. His rookie year was good. His 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 second year was less good. With, with Mark was, Patricia it, and it was questionable. Who was, who was the other guy, Mark Patricia and <laughs> Oh, he was a giant. He was with the Giants. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. That was it. Two two defense. Two defensive coaches trying to tell him how to how to play offense. Um, you know, I, I love the jokes that we're doing the rounds. That um, when he was getting plays, he was just being told, "Look at what the defense does and do the opposite." Um, so I suppose the question is, what do you think, Mac Jones? Better coaching, better coaching staff around them. Not necessarily. I'm not going to go down. You know, Patriot fans can go down the road of um, decrying the talent of the coaches. I'm just going to say, in terms of skill set, he now does have an offensive-minded coach, offensive coordinator. Do you see Mac bringing, and he's got a better surrounding cast this year, to be fair. As much as I like slagging off Juju, he is better than anything that the Patriots had at wide receiver last year. Um, do you see Mac recovering some of his rookie form, or is, is Mac done? Have we seen the real Mac Jones? Uh, personally, he can't get any worse, let's be honest. Last <laughs> year was horrendous. Hey, 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 hey. You're, you're in a call with a Browns fan, I can assure you. <laughs> It can get worse. <laughs> but what I will say, I'm not going to go down the route of whether he can rediscover his rookie form. I mean, um, I'm going to go down the route of he's got no more excuses, essentially. Mm. He can't turn around and blame the head coach. Um, he can't turn around and blame the OC. <laughs> so I don't I know where the head coach came from. Because it just... that, that loser Belichick was here that achieved. I think Belichick would just use the force and choke the life out of him if he actually said that, to be fair. <laughs> but it was, I, he can't blame the OC or the mix match of OCs where they had two defensive guys, which one's the actual OC. He cannot blame that. He's got Bill O'Brien, who, going with a lot of the Patriots guys, absolutely love the fact that he's been brought back in. Um, he's a competent coach, let's be honest, in Houston he probably tried to do everything which was maybe his downfall because he really shouldn't yeah. be allowed to trade people like David Johnson for D-Hop, especially when <laughs> David Johnson was broken. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's... As, um, as we call a sub-optimal trade. Aye. I think they keep him away from the trades and certainly Bill O'Brien will probably do alright. So, I think Mac Jones is getting any excuses now. I think it's a case of right, let's see what's happening. Um, interesting, interesting season for the Patriots ahead. You know what I mean? You can, you know, you lose Tom Brady, you lose Tom Brady. You know what I mean? That that just is what it is. But we did have all the chat of, you know, it wasn't about a player. It's the Patriot way. Um, you know, it's the, <laughs> it, it, you know, there were, there were all the old jokes, you know, Tom Brady's assistant quarterback. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, but it's been shown that it's it's not a system. 
you know, yeah, you need yeah. to have the talent to, to lead that system. Mac Jones was meant to be the second coming, and, and he looked good for a bit. He looked good for his rookie spell, and then really looked bad. So I don't know. Can we average out to something passable next year? Who knows? Right, next one. Uh, oh, I need to talk about Steeler. Uh, dirty. Um, Marcus Golden. Um, he says Steelers rookie uh, outside linebacker. Um, he has said that he is excited to say that he has played with both Watt brothers. Um, now, the question to you, if you could pick any player or family of players, preferably, who would you play with? If you can pick and choose. Uh, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just just go <laughs> with the obvious answer. Cannot be a Chiefs player. Right. Name that one. that's kind of that that probably half takes away my answer. Um, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say I'd love to play with the Kelsey brothers purely. Yeah, Aye, well that's it. You look at, at CJ in particular, watching the draft, and he's in there shotgunning beers with the um, mm. Eagles fans. He just yeah. looks like a very a good guy, a good one. Um, obviously. Travis spiking Lombardi's on stage at rock concerts and stuff like that as well. Um, apparently, it was a replica, by the way. It wasn't the actual Lombardi that he spiked. It was apparently. a replica. Allegedly. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're allowed the Lombardi. What do you mean you're not allowed the Lombardi? Um, well, no, aye. Players aren't allowed the Lombardi after that time. Mahomes got pushed and tried to hand it to somebody in the crowd. <laughs> oh, we didn't try it. Actually, did you do something? I was just saying, yeah, sorry. Pat doesn't try to do things, Pat does things. Uh, right, there's video oh, evidence, God. so you're not getting back on that. <laughs> yes, immortalized in <laughs> film. Um, see, I should, I should like twist the rules here and just say Baker because now he's not a brown. Um, no, but I'll stick to my, I'll, st- I'll stick to my own rules. Um, player, do you know what? I'll keep it. I'll keep. I'll keep it to. I'll keep it to current players. Just, just because I, I would really. I just love the story. And everything. I'd love to play with with, uh, with Gino. I think Gino would be like the, the, just you know everything about everything about Gino. That the whole the the surgeons and all the rest of it. You know, I mean that whole career that he's led. I am in class. That man must have some absolute belting stories. I think somebody's um, part, part, especially right, writing off, I didn't write back. That was just immortalised right there. His part is fantastic. Um, other ones, other big, other, well, other news stories of the week. This, I find this interesting because this is a player that, again, for the fantasy football link, is a player that I don't think gets the respect he deserves. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is apparently, according to the, the Bucks OC, he is due a big big year. They are apparently going to scheme him in a lot more, target him a lot more heavily. Now, how you target somebody more heavily that's in something like six 1,000-yard seasons concurrently, uh, I don't exactly know. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, he's apparently going to be in for getting a lot of love, um, which is interesting to see. As I say, he's one of these players that we always talk about um, Matthew's just went totally blank. Save me studs. <laughs> Your worldly hopes. <laughs> nah, I'm um, sorry, I'm not a master in the name of Brian, so it's a uh, Godwin. I can't escape you. I was thinking of the, I think of his wife as either partner. Um, 
Gordon was always always the star of the show. He's always the, the you know that's the one you want. Right? When you think about fantasy football, that's that's the part of that offense you want. Da, 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 da. Mike Evans is Mister Safe Hands. Well, more often than not, he's in a few mm, Absolutely. Uh, right, other ones. Other we'll get we'll get right. We'll get one one other one other sensible news story, and then I've got my my fun one. Uh, the Niners Niners are excited that Purdy apparently is get a functional elbow again. Um, so you know, I mean, the, I, I love the Niners' approach to, to to quarterback. Every other team approaches quarterback. This is the most important position on the field. We must have an absolute quarterback one, top ten in the league, and that is the priority for this team. Whereas the Niners think if they just accumulate enough quarterbacks, they can stick them all together, and eventually they'll make a quarterback one <laughs> out of the component pieces. Of all of the rest, Frankenstein's quarterback. Oh. Um, but yeah, probably he's, he is. He's um, in, in the, the serious news. He's um, on the road to recovery, um, and they are apparently saying that he's looking great in in, uh, in the, the work that they're doing. Them. And they're they right. saying that so they don't need to use Sam Ghost Arnold. <laughs> that, that Sam, Sam face like Ghost Patty's Arnold. Um, <laughs> how like he's what again? This is like for listening to to huge amounts of. Um, the herd, particularly a couple of years back when um, Colin Cowherd was convinced that Sam Darnold was the second coming. Uh, phew, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've made some hot takes in my time, and some of them were pretty poor hot takes. I've never made one that bad. No. No uh, yet. No yet. There's always time. There's always <laughs> tomorrow. Right. Um, my, 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 last, my last news story, and this is one, I, I can't believe I've not, I, I found this today. Will Ferrell is set to star as John Madden in an upcoming film, evidently. Now, I've no idea if this is going to be some form of biopic, in which case seeing Will Ferrell play a, a relatively sensible role is going to be something to witness, or if we're going to have some form of Madden-related like buddy comedy. Um, <laughs> But the, 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 it's an interesting one. And the question that comes out to it, the NFL has furnished us with a, a, a wide array of, of Hollywood gold over the years. So what is your number one NFL film of choice? You're going to sit down and throw an NFL movie on. It's the off-season. You want that wee hit of the NFL without watching an old game. What is going on in the studs' household? And then I get to pick the obvious one. Hmm? Say again? I'm, I've probably got one of three, to be honest. None of us want a three, Pish. Make a decision. <laughs> Do you know what? Just because uh, the guy's name and Billy Bob, <laughs> who is one of the offensive <laughs> linemen on the Friday Night Lights team, Friday night, he right. was superb. I just love him for the sheer fact. I think if I remember right, he's got a baby pig at one stage. Yep, um, he does. He's, he fed, his teachers are his teachers are stripper at one stage. Stage. Ten, ten, a fucking ten. <laughs> <laughs> just honestly, that one scene. I am in the notes. Um, so I Friday Friday night. Friday night I've never seen the actual programme, so I think you watch the series, but the movie's class. The movie, the movie's sensational. The movie. The, the show, I've, seen, I've not seen the, 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 everything with the show's bit, but I've seen bits, and it's, it's well worth a watch as well. Right, for me, I'll, I'll, 
I'll go for my, uh, you know, I'll keep up my Homer mention as a as a, as a final mention because there's obviously the Homer mention that I need to get in. Um, for me, my, my favourite ones, I remember the Titans. Remember, like, they're so, it's Denzel. You know what I mean? Den, ah, Denzel's so good. And there's just so, so many, just like the, all of these speeches that Denzel has in the film are just so, so good. That was one of my three, to be honest. Um, remember the Titans as class. Yeah. Right, my, my Homer mentioned, because we can't talk about NFL films without talking about it, it's got to be drafty. Monte Lack, no matter what. It's a, it's, it's a film that shows the Browns being functional. It's, it's, complete, it's complete fiction, but I'll take it. The Browns don't have the number one pick. <laughs> I felt, yeah. Well, yeah, we've been there before and we've made... I don't know, we've made some use of number one pick to uh, but I'll get I'll get on, honourable mention to Varsity Blues. Honourable mention. Excellent film as well. Um right, okay. We are we're gonna we're gonna move on. We are gonna start drawing drawing towards the end. Um now I have got kind of two statistics of the week for us this week. Now, first one is less statistic, more uh, more more question to put to you. So you may have, it's, it's NBA finals. Uh, NBA finals have kicked off. We've got the the Nuggets playing the Heat uh, game game two one o'clock in the morning this morning uh, for them yep. that's going to watch that. Uh, aye, Heat won the first game, um, so Heat are one up. I oh, know, sorry, that's nonsense. The Nuggets are one up. Nuggets are one up in the series, um, but the Nuggets have caught a lot of flack for having the easiest run to the NBA finals ever. They have just played, just by the, the luck of the draw, they have just played the weakest kind of possible seed that they could play at every stage of the finals. So my, my question to you, who do you think, in terms of quality of opposition played, which Super Bowl winning team do you think had the easiest run to the Super Bowl? You, no, it's, it's, I'll give you, I'm going to jibber for a minute and give you a minute to think because it's a... Bugger of a question. But I thought of this and I was all proud of myself when I thought it. So, um, so, so I think look, at, look at both sides here. Look at AFC or NFC. We're not just... Any, any, team, any, of the, any of the 32 teams. If I remember... The Giants won it and they were the last seed. So they would have had the hardest, one of the hardest ones. Do you know, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss you a bone because it's a hell of a question. It is an NFC team. Right. So I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to go Chiefs just to be a dick. <laughs> no, no, it's it's, uh, it's not the Chiefs. Um, it's, it's an NFC team. Um, Green Bay stuff it. No, it was the 1982 Washington then Redskins now Commanders. Now, not only did they, I'm, I'm sure. Sure, was that not the year yet? Was that was the year when there were strikes? So they only played three games. So they actually yeah. they, they only had to play the three games. Um so obviously it's one you consider, particularly if you're a first seed, you only need to play the three games, you don't need to play as many teams. Yeah. But the combined winning percentage that they faced in the playoffs was 0. 0.438. Mm-hmm. They played the Lions, who were four and five, the Vikes, who were five and four. And the Cowboys who were six and three before beating the Dolphins who were seven and two, and <laughs> so it's that in Super Bowl seventeen. So there you go. Um, right, 
and then to, to, to round us to round us off with an actual statistic, which I must credit Stu, as I was talking to him earlier today, and he did hand me this, um, and it does make me exceptionally upset as it's in praise of the Steelers. So <laughs> between 1969 and now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Have a guess. How many head coaches do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers have had between 1969 and 2023? Some... Four. Three. The reason it's so going, do you know what? Do you know what? How many do you reckon the Browns have had in the same window? How many? On you go. To... 26. 21. <laughs> and the Browns didn't exist for three of their seasons. We weren't even in the league for three of their years. Oh, jeez. Bloody Steelers went three. Yes, sadly, uh, <laughs> being a well-managed organisation is not something that uh, comes naturally to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, with us that, folks, what, on, on, on that, on, on the Steelers loving, on, <laughs> we'll on, call it a on, day before Brian explodes. On, on, aye, <laughs> on the Browns fan being sat here in the corner, wanting to go and jump off the Ersian Bridge because he's just had to say two nice things about the Steelers in one pod. Uh, <laughs> we're going to call it a night, folks. Um, listen, folks, uh, that is us for the evening. Now, remember, it is the off season, it's not even the good off season when we'll get the draft. Many camps coming, um, so there's always that. Um, many camps coming, but we have got uh, less than 100 days to go, folks. Uh, the light is on at the end of the tunnel. We can see it. Um, look forward to more shows coming out from ourselves. We are going to obviously be reviewing everything that happens in mini camp, uh, anything, any news that comes up in the league we're going to be talking about. And it is... Ooh, sooner than later, going to be approaching fantasy time when all of those fantasy players are going to be coming up. We will absolutely be chatting through some of that as well. And with that said, folks, it's less than 100 days till we've got football back in our lives. Until then, remember, the crew will get you through. Follow us on all of the socials. It is at Crew on Twitter. The Insta is grid underscore iron underscore crew. Podcast is going to be going out wherever you get your podcasts, folks. Uh, and I have been Brian, the Conscious Cleveland Dolan. Thank you very much for listening in with us tonight. Studs, as always, mate, thank you very much for being with me this evening. You're very welcome, my man. It was good to sit and have a wee blather. Absolutely. And until next time, folks, as we like to say here, the crew will get you through.